when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is Monday, June 24th, 2019, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio. I almost got through this intro okay, and then I fell asleep. I fell asleep. It's Monday morning. I have no energy. In the middle of Waypoint Radio, episode 243. I'm Austin Walker, your host, joining me, Kato, right in front of me in the booth, and calling in Rob Zachney. How you doing, Rob? You You took a little vacation. You took a little E3 break. You're back from it. How are you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Uh, a little bit home. It's a strange thing. I lived in LA for a little bit, and I've got this weird thing now where I've lived in enough places that I'm always a little bit homesick for wildly disparate times of life and experiences. And so it's this weird thing where, like, I love the Northeast, and when I'm not in the Northeast, I miss it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> also, you know, I took in a Cubs game that made me miss Chicagoland. Uh, so you know, it's uh, it, it's lazy summer, but I'm I'm sort of perpetually always thinking like, damn, I bet it's beautiful in Chicago right now, right. or it's beautiful in LA. Well, I know for a fact it's beautiful in LA right now. It was now. beautiful in LA, yeah, absolutely. That was my favorite part of our E3 trip was like the first few days of just like the conferences. It was busy. We we were up way too late, like exhausted, but like. Getting getting a nice cup of coffee at, at Intelligentsia or walking through that market and like looking at, at fruit and just like hanging around beautiful parts yeah. of LA was, was nice. God, I'm still not over the Taiwanese meal that we got. Oh my God, our, that place was Thursday. amazing. Oh, it was so good. Shout so outs to Pine good. and Crane. Shout outs to Pine and Crane yeah. in Silver Lake. <laughs> it's not an ad, it was just good. So shout outs to them. Um, it was the. Great, they were the greatest dumplings I've ever had. They were incredible. Like, not usually my favorite thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. incredible. Ah. Uh, yeah. We should talk about video games instead of Taiwanese food, but. Uh, but it was so good. It was really good. <laughs> Welcome to our new podcast. Hey, wait, real quick. I want to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Huh. Whose fault was it that cleaners showed up, like, just as I got out of the shower on the last day in LA, on the last uh, day in the Airbnb? Uh,. I mean, when did they arrive? Uh, 10. Okay, it was their fault then, because the email said 11. Okay, but the (laughs) last thing you told me before you left was, oh yeah, don't worry about anything till noon. Yeah, so that also is a mistake, but... You know, they so you still made, should have been... You made a doubt, you both, it's broken on both sides. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) I gotcha. But it was fine, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> nothing nothing at all awkward about like being in pajamas like in the middle of <laughs> breakfast and trying to explain to a group of women who have a tough job and a busy schedule to yeah. keep why you can't leave right now. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. And like that kitchen was not ready for prime time. Like there you were things that needed pre-clean. to be disposed of. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. gotta, you yeah, you gotta do your cleaners a solid by making sure that the stuff that like is really on you to get rid of is taken care of. Uh, they were very kind. They were just like, take your time, pack your stuff. Don't worry about the kitchen. It's easier if we handle it. Um, you just pack and and take care of yourself, which was very cool. No, uh, nice. but I did feel enormously guilty at just <laughs> the absolutely like demolished kitchen. Yeah. Uh, I left them. <laughs> well, we got out of there alive. We've been back for a week. Uh, Rob, has uh, it been a week? Yeah, we got we. I was. What is time? We didn't. We didn't come into the office on Monday last week. Right. We took. We took Mondays a call. Right. But now we're back, and you can hear it in my voice. I have all the energy in the world. 
which is why Fuck. I played so many video games this weekend. Yeah. I didn't play... That's not true. I started Judgment, but I only played Fuck. through the parts of Judgment that I'd already played hey. through during a preview build. Is that out? Out? Yeah, it's out. Out. Why can't I buy it? I don't know. Well, how's your bank account looking? <laughs> no, I went to the fucking PS4 store. Maybe this is... I don't know what the fuck is going on. Maybe this is just because I kept trying to do it Am on I wrong? mobile. Maybe I'm wrong. It, I went no, to the... game's out. It, yeah, yeah. It says out. It says it's out. out. Friday. I put it in my cart. Yeah. I go to checkout. Yeah. It says pre-order for the 25th. I think, P, I think PSN store was just fucking with me. I think it's fucking with you. And I don't know if maybe that is something hey, that will get I'm fixed. Wrong. Am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was out too. I could have sworn it was out. I'm gonna hit add to cart. Yeah, go to so checkout. You, you gotta go to what? checkout. At checkout, it was like cart. I mean, this just says buy it. Right, right, but go to checkout. This product is currently available for pre-order only. Yeah. Huh. What is? Hmm. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe this game. We're supposed to be professionals, Kato. But yeah, that's what are... I thought. It says hmm. the 25th, but I could have sworn it came out. Like, do people have? Like discs are fine, but maybe digital's maybe. delayed because they already set the date or something. Maybe I don't know. I have a review code, so I, that's how I was playing it. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they I, <laughs> they thought they sent us a review code early, and they didn't. Oh. I emailed them and I was like, "Yo, this game is coming out." Hello, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they were like, "Oh shit, we thought we got you them first. <laughs> like, you did not." <laughs> oh, so no. shout outs, uh, whatever. They they remedied it immediately. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, E3 season. This yeah, is why like fair. it's hard to launch game around E3 season because you have a million other emails to send. Yeah. Um. So we just I'm only just starting it. I have nothing new to say about it because it's the stuff that it's everything I already said during the when I did the preview earlier last right. year or this year whenever that was. Literally, still that same section of the game. So I have nothing new to say there uh i'm excited to see all of dia's photos that's that's, that's a thing yeah that's, that's a thing great. i'm excited about but other than that this has been a very tabletop role-playing game centric weekend for me and y'all don't need me to talk about dungeon world you know <laughs> i think dungeon world's a good fucking game so let's <laughs> we, we can move people should play dungeon world people who want to like get into i think dungeon world is a great first tabletop role-playing game that is what i'm going to say and uh if you're really curious you can go watch us play dungeon world well you see me play dungeon world from the waypoint launch uh, it was me, Danica, Patrick, um, Danielle playing with uh, with Adam Coble. So yeah. it's, it was it's fun. a fucking good stream. So it's, it's a good stream. <laughs> um, so go check that out. Uh, what have y'all been up to though? I'm sure you have gotten up to some fucking video games. I look at you two and I go, like, <laughs> "Those are a couple of gamers right there." Great. Well, yeah, actually, I'm wearing my uh, Monster Hunter shirt. You that are I got from Uniqlo. Uh, I played some of that beta. The Monster, the, Hunter, the Monster Hunter Iceborne, Iceborne beta. beta. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun, and there was a lot more change than I thought. What's So what is the deal with that with that beta? Uh, basically, it's uh, three quests that you can go on. One of them is um, the, uh, if you played the original game, the uh, Great Jagras, which is that small, the, the yellow one that's kind of smaller yes. that yeah, will yeah. eat a, another one and get all its belly all full. Um, so that one's in there, and that's mostly just like, try out some of the new like stuff like so get your mind wrapped around like there's new moves on certain weapons okay they have like new uh combos or like different modes for like example i use the charge blade a lot yeah um there's a new axe mode where the head of the axe spins and does a bunch of extra damage so like it's like charge the axe Charge the shield, which becomes the axe head, mm -hmm. but instead of just going into that mode and de dealing extra damage, there's a third form where, like, the axe head spins a bunch, and then... Well, this is the charge blade, not the switch axe. Yeah, charge blade. Okay. So, like, once you've got the, the blade, once you've charged the shield, you've yeah. charged your files, and yeah. then usually it would be go into axe mode to, like, do the big, giant, like, uh, the super amped whatever yeah, attack yeah, yeah. that yeah, those drains are, all your yeah, files. Like, There's yeah. like one extra step in between where you you put it into axe. I forget what it's called. I think it was like axe rage mode or something like that. Sure. Where the the head of the axe is also spinning on top of that, and then you do your giant like gotcha. huge attack. It's that just like fantastic. a new yeah a new form that does extra damage for a limited amount of time. Cool. Um, but there's things like that. So like the Jagras. Quest is in there. Twenty minutes to kill that. And then uh, the other two quests are set in the new space, which I've already forgotten the name of. But it's this the new snow place, uh, large snow area, um, where even just being there 
means you have to be drinking uh, hot drinks. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Otherwise, what, you take damage over time? No, it's um, your stamina drains faster. Oh, interesting. So, like, if you're running, you can't run for as long, or, like, when you're dodging and stuff, you'll not be able to do as many of those uh-huh. unless you're, you, you've got the hot drink. Like, buff on? Buff How on. long does that last for? You drink one it hot feels... drink, how, warm are you, how, how long are you warm? I, I I don't know what the exact number is, but it feels somewhere in the span of like like ten fifteen minutes. Okay. But if you die, you have to re you have hot to drink. re hot drink, which is a thing I did a lot on the second monster. So there's two monsters in that area that you can fight. One of them is, um, God, I forgot the name of that one, but it's like it's, it starts with a B or something. But it's a it's like imagine. A, a T-Rex, but its face was a deer instead, uh-huh. and had big, big old elk horns. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, this was the one that was. Uh, they talk about this one in the interview with Patrick from last week. Yeah, um, and that one was cool. It like uh, interacted with the uh, environment a lot. Okay, in where like w- it would dash through a bunch of trees, and then like it would kind of scoop one of the trees so that and then make another dash at you with the tree trunk in its horns mm-hmm. so it's like area of effect would be wider so you'd have to instead of like rolling out at the last second you'd really have to kind of run out of its path right or another thing it would do is like it would build up a giant ball of like rock and ice by like dragging its horns into the ground th- and then like throw it smash at you? it at awesome. yeah smash it on top Ugh. of you and and it'll do like extra ice do we know how many stuff. new monsters are going to be in that game i don't know how many new ones but mm. i saw like i think this area has like three okay or in the beta at least i saw three like one of them is that uh dear one another one is like um if you remember the fishy one from the wastelands waste. yeah 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 there's one like that but for snow Cool. It like digs under the ground and in the pops snow up and pops and, up and stuff. And right. I fought that one while I was fighting the deer one. Okay. And then there's Classic the monster hunter shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the fucking Tigrex, uh, which sucks and is the worst and I hate it. Why? Because I what? could never. <laughs> What's a okay, Tigrex? It's a horrible dragon thing that runs at you on the ground real fast. And then it does a bunch of spin moves that can like almost one hit kill you. Jeez. And it's. Uh, rough to say the least. I <laughs> I was Are you surprised. Trying to solo it? Well, yeah. Well, but... there's your problem. <laughs> no, because I soloed the other ones. It was fine. Yeah, that's the end game. I played. Of Monster Hunter. I played. So I played that whole. I actually did see an amazing video. God, I should look up who this was. Someone, uh, a team of four, did beat the Tigrex in a minute fifty two. See, I just got to get like, three fucked friends. up. That's yeah. All. But um, no, it was really cool. It was really fast. Um, it felt uh, akin to like the Odagaron kind of like where like the speed was like, but it's a little bigger than that. Okay. But it's still like, oh wow, this is moving faster than I think it should, and it's just like it's like clambering towards slipping on the ice, but like still moving quickly. It's really cool and very very difficult. I. Never beat it over the weekend. Hey, how come all these reptiles are living out here in the ice and the I snow? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. They're, well, they're, I think they're technically dragons. Okay. Are dragons warm-blooded? No, they're just magic. So oh, they're like, yeah, fuck okay. off. You're an ice dragon. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, but this one's not an ice dragon. I'm looking at it. I'm looking no. at this Tigrex, and I'm like, that is even the color scheme no. looks like a desert dragon right. situation to it me. It doesn't feel like it should be there, but it is. But it is. Um, And it um, it does a couple of uh, fun attacks. Like one of them is uh, this. It just like slaps the ground in front of it, kind of, which causes ice to blow. Yeah, like, blow up, and then like um, that hurts. Does it dizzy you or anything? Is huh? it like is it like dizzying you or blinding you? No, it'll it'll give you ice blight, which means that sounds it's not terrible. good. Yeah, it's like being frozen. That's partially. like some New York in February. <laughs> shit. I gotta go. I got the ice blight. Yeah, I gotta get out of this fucking place. Um, but aside from new, uh, weapon moves and the new monsters, there's also a couple new, uh, things for just like the hunting portion where one of them is this, you can ride a little, a little monster now. What? So like, you know. What do you mean you could ride a little monster? You can ride a little monster now. You can get friends that are like, cool. You know how you can get, uh, your Palico could ride a little monster sometimes. Yes. Y- yeah. Now I you guess. can do that with those same monsters. I don't remember what those monsters look like, Kato. Well, they're like little, um, um, 
they look like basically a little like a think of like a regular ass green lizard, but just bigger. Like a big green lizard. Yeah. Okay. But they're yellow instead of green. But that type of lizard. Um in the uh ice ice world they're um they're kind of fox like, but with more hair. This is you're describing a nonsense creature. <laughs> It's this is not it's a real like what thing. if it was like 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 the the like litheness of a fox, uh-huh. but a lot of lot of fur on top, like it, almost like a mane. I could not. Could, <laughs> Rob, what is he talking about? I like hmm. a fox, but with like the fur of a mammoth. Yeah, kind of. But also, it's a lizard. No, 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 no. Oh, That's you're a saying this one. is a distinct creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see where my confusion <laughs> yes, came from. Yes. Um, but, but essentially what this does is you you ride the creature and it'll follow the scout flies. Okay. You can pick up items. Oh, wait. So it just automatically does it. Yeah, yeah. You can't control it. But it, like, picks up the scent. It'll follow the scout flies to, uh, like, wherever the first footprint is or whatever. And then you can pick up items and, um, like, uh, footprints and all that on the back of it Mm -hmm. so at first you're just like it'll stop at each one but once it knows where the monster is it'll just beeline to the monster and while you're on the back of it you can keep picking stuff up that you like pass by and also you can use items so you can basically prep on the way much easier and you'll get there faster because it's kind of like you know it's running faster than you could run which was nice it was nice little like Okay, I I died to this fucking thing. I'm gonna hop on the back of this monster and get all my buffs going, but not waste as much time as I normally would running back. I think it's a badger. A badger. That thing looks like a badger to me. But it's like too long to be a badger. I mean, it's a yeah, but like its legs are too. Badgers are low. Badgers are low. This thing's low. These are real animals. This thing is low. (laughs) I'm gonna post it in the podcast chat. Rob, you tell me what this creature is. That I'm uploading slowly on a bad Wi-Fi. It's not. It's not a fox. That's not the fox's head shape. No, no, you're right. It's not the fox's head shape, but it's the fox's like body shape. It's more fox-like in its like slinking around. That's a badger. Oh, that is kind of a badger, isn't it? That's what a badger. That's looks extremely like. badger. But but when it stands up, that that front leg is longer. It's like, yeah, they took a badger and a fox and put it together. And, put it together, and then made it bigger and then put a monster hunter on top of it. And yeah. was like, there you go. That's there you a, go. That's a mount. That's it. You can ride <laughs> this around. Big yeah. bushy tail. Well, <laughs> that's, I'm, when's this out? This is like September? September. Okay. Yeah. I'll prop, I'm going to tell myself I'm going to play it. Yeah. And then I know I'm not going to. Yeah. Rob, Rob, you made some gestures in the sky. I was just curious because. Okay, so you have to have the hot drinks. Yeah. But in terms of, does it feel like a meaningfully different biome, or does it feel like, ah, it's a winter skin with, like, wintry creatures, and it's more of the same? You know, um, if you pay close enough attention, and you can see where... The deep snow is like the mud from the wastes, right? Uh-huh. You can see where, especially now knowing that this is what they do, like this is always a thing that you could see, like where the, the skeletons of the monsters are kind of the same, but they're like, they give them different skins and different, like slightly different animations, but you can see where the the, the monster, the, 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 the deer one is like an anginanth with horns. Um, but... I think it's it's one of those things where it's like if you pay too much close attention, you you can you can see those things and it could bother you. But like on first glance and like you know just like playing through the game, it does feel like you know like there's different things happening here. There's plants and stuff that you don't see like new see here's what I want. You don't see more often. Yeah, what Monster Hunter goes north. Uh huh. And yeah, you're doing your hunting. Yeah. But you're also being hunted more. Hmm. Like, I want Monster Hunter to go to the north, and it's like, welcome to the realm of the pursuit predator, where you're <laughs> off doing your Monster Hunter shit. But in the meantime, something caught your scent, like, from 45 minutes ago, Jesus. and it's just been, like, tracking you. That's the shit I want. Ugh. I mean, it all it all, it, it almost happens sometimes when uh, another monster, like, like <laughs> fucking finds you along the way but 
yeah, no, ultimately it's um the the like actual new stuff is like the writable monsters, the new move sets, the new um uh the grapple hook, which is fun. Uh, you can grapple straight onto a monster and do like a special move. Yeah. Um. What's also fun about that is if you're on, the, if you grapple to their head, you have a secondary move that will actually make them just change direction. So oh. you can kind of guide them into things. Yeah. So if you got a trap on the ground, you you can kind of like drive them towards it, things like that, cool. um, which are neat. But yeah. yeah, I I'm I'm. It really ends up depending on like where I I and my friends are at this fall for that game. Right. Like I need to have that social component of like I need to gear up so that I can play with my friends and I want to like push through this stuff. Yeah. Do you know if they're changing any of the multiplayer stuff or is it still weird? I mean, that menu looked the same. Yeah. I don't think it's. Who knows in the full game? Because the the way the beta worked, you hit start, you pick the character, like a pre-made character, oh, okay. and then went immediately into the so like board. Yeah, so yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, but it's not like to be clear, it. like I played enough of it to where I got I got it, but it would yeah. be just nice to immediately have that just work even cleaner. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Is like, what I need at this what I need to get into any video game DLC is to have the barrier of entry to playing it the way I want to play it be nil. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm gonna play something new instead. That's the other thing that I it, it wasn't clear in the beta because you just get a pre leveled character with um base <laughs> excuse me. With base uh st- um equipment and statistics that I don't know where this falls in the like power power like where where am i like i stopped two dragons before the end end of that campaign Mm -hmm. would i be able like i was able to go back in and uh fight the pickle when that came out um and then i don't know if i would be able to go to this new land right yeah we'll see hopefully Excuse me. I swear Monster Hunter World is not putting me to sleep. Monday is putting me Monday. to sleep. It's tough. It's tough out here. I have yeah. coffee, but the coffee is not helping. Rob Zachney, what are you what Yo. have you been getting up to? You you've been hunting a different type of monster. Zomb- zombies? Is that monsters or that zombies how or that monsters? Works? You hunt they are the monsters, zombies? but they haven't been hunting them. I thought they were billions. Yeah. Well, they're 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 billions of monsters, I guess. Uh, but of course, the real monster oh, is man and uh-huh. his insatiable appetite for yep. zombie meat. campaign content. <laughs> oh, for campaign content. Wait, okay. <laughs> so they are billions. A game I always yeah. want to call We Are Billions. It has come out. What? You, it has left out early access. Oh, okay. And along with it. So this is a. Yes. I'll let you set it up. It's your, it's your, this is your baby. I know how much you love this game last year. You did nothing but praises to sing to it. I'm so excited to hear <laughs> you regale me with tales of its, its 1.0 release and all of the great new features like its campaign. Yeah. Uh, one of the major things that was going to come with the final version of, or, or at least the 1.0 version of their billions was going to be a single player campaign. And I had always kind of wondered how they're going to square that with the fact that basically it's a an RTS tower defense game that is yeah. already completely built around a single player experience that yeah. you just run again and again and again. And if you want, it's randomized. And if you want to make it harder, <laughs> you can make it considerably harder. So in a lot of ways, it already has theoretically endless amounts of single player content. Nevertheless... It has a campaign. So for, for people, I guess, who didn't see us play this game last year a couple times or who have, didn't read your earlier writing on it or the writing about this, it is a game where you build a base and defend that base from zombies, from waves of zombies, basically. And it's good, right? Like the base that that sandbox design works. Yeah, it is borrowing from some of the most entertaining and accessible aspects of, say, Age of Empires. Okay. So it is very much a throwback to that era of base building RTS design. And the whole conceit was that you have to survive for a given period of time 
at semi-regular intervals. You have hordes of zombies attack, and they basically try to... The waves get more intense as the scenario goes along, and they begin trying to breach your defenses, and it culminates in a sort of final onslaught from every sides, and that is the final exam for how well you have set up uh, your, your, your kill zones, your funnels, etc. And that, game's, that game is really fun. And it's still fun. It's been it's been enjoyable since uh, the you know the game entered early access. It's still pretty terrific. The problem is that the entire design of that game doesn't lend itself to a single player campaign mm-hmm. very well. And the other decision they seem to have made is they're going to give you a lot of single player campaign here. So how do you make just an enormous single player campaign? out of their billions, basically they just cut the game down drastically and force you to play scenario after scenario after scenario using the most basic units in the game without any of the upgrade options, which means also like none of the resource prioritization decisions or like tactical decisions you have to make in the game about how to set up your defenses. All that's basically thrown out here and you just build the most basic settlements using those basic units and then just hit like really arbitrary population numbers. Uh, Is that for a lot all of the missions are basically? The scenarios are like, build, you're going to build a town and the, you got to get the town up to 100 people. And then the next mission is like, you got to get the town up to 200 people, but it's a different map. That's a lot of them. Okay. Uh, there's another mission that is very much like, I guess what you call like, commando missions or or stuff like that from like the command and conquer games where you don't have a base you have a couple hero units and a couple regular units and it's still the same mechanics but now the map art is trying to mimic the interior of a building right and so for that you get special hero units and you delve into old facilities and try to get a MacGuffin and bring it out but Again, the problem is that's not... Those missions in general have never been great in RTS games. The entire, oh, here's a couple like super units and you're going to guide them through this really linear path and some story stuff is going to happen and then the mission is going to end. It's very Mm. amusement park ride approach design to RTS uh, like level well, scenario there's just design. like a whole type of RTS did this in the 90s, right? Like, I mean, that's just like I say the 90s because it's when I was playing RTS uh, single player campaigns. Um, but the best ones I think felt a little more exciting because what they would do is give you access to certain parts of the tech tree in different missions and they expect you to use mm-hmm. troops or like units in spectacular ways or interesting ways. Um, and also they never overstood the best ones didn't overstay their welcome. That was the other thing, right? It was like, and also they, yeah. they filled it with specs with spectacle, you know, um, stories that were actually interesting, like characters who I cared about or that I thought were goofy and fun um, and therefore cared about. So like it, it's, it's without that stuff, it's hard to know what I would come to the, they are billions campaign for. There's no FMV in this yeah, game. And that's you know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's no, there's no, are there, do the units say funny little things when I click on them? Nope, not uh, really. Uh, um, they, they have the same really generic barks they've, they've always had. Uh, there's another type of mission where you have to defend a small base, but you don't have any production buildings. So basically it's, can you establish a base defense and throw back uh, a horde rush using just a few like strong points yeah. and fixed number of defenders. How That's actually micro? moderately interesting, but okay. it's annoying. Yeah. Uh, it like it's you're just playing again. It's a cut down version of what you have been coming to this game for. If you've been playing it early access, you're, you're playing a cut down version of what you've been uh, coming to this game for, for like over a year. And then the, way this all dovetails with the campaign structure is as the campaign goes along each successful mission you get effectively like requisition points to unlock upgrades and new units and they just parcel them out in the most glacial possible fashion so you will do multiple missions and then it will be like now you can build the level two house Mm -hmm. can you build uh like farms no therefore 
there's no literally no point in building the level two house because right. you can't sustain it. Right. So until you get a bunch of the techs for the next tier, none of it works because that's how the game is designed, right? Like all these things interlock. So if you just have, uh, you know, a particular unit that is upgraded or a particular building uh, that is from that level of the game, it doesn't really work because none of the other systems that support it are unlocked at the same time. And so you have the option to do this thing, but effectively you can't. And you end up just kind of ignoring it. Uh, so it's a really frustrating single-player campaign. And honestly, I guess it was useful. During during E3, I was thinking, I was talking about how the Age of Empire gang were kind of bragging about how massive that campaign was going to be. Yeah. And playing this reminded me, like, this is actually why I stopped playing Age of Empire campaigns, yeah. too. Because yeah. it was a lot of stuff like this, where uh, now, this time, you get to use cavalry for the first time. And that's that was maybe interesting when you were just starting to play the game for the first time, like, in the 90s, and you hadn't played, like, a million RTSs. Right. But here, that campaign structure, especially when the sandbox mode already works far, far better, it's just excruciating. It's like, this is what was always kind of loathsome about old school like RTS campaign design and the problem is we haven't seen a campaign like this really in at least 10 years maybe like the Starcraft 2 stuff has not been like developed went in a different direction right like that's the most recent right. major single player campaign focused RTS that I've even dipped my toes in I don't know if there's been something else since then um, but it feels like that stuff was going for spectacle, was going for like really unique, weird stuff that was not just build a base like normal, but with only half your stuff or a quarter of your stuff. Right. Uh. And yeah, so Blizzard found better options for this. And you can almost see some traces of what Blizzard did with StarCraft II in this game. The entire mm -hmm. idea of, oh, which unit do you unlock? Uh, that was a thing that they did in that campaign. Blizzard, I think, generally imposed more binary choices. Right. So you could have the anti-armor specialist uh, mech, or you could have sort of the swarming uh, new infantry unit that did lots of AoE damage, that kind of stuff. You could make those choices. Right. But those were single-player campaign-only units that you wouldn't be able to play with in skirmishes. And then the other thing is they were just more interesting. Yeah, right? Well, it wasn't... Right. right. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, they were just more interesting. The other thing I just remembered, I'm, I'm a fool. Of course, I've played like Company of Heroes two. I played Company of Heroes and Company yeah. of Heroes two, which have great campaigns uh, compared to the, the old Age of Empires model. Um, but those are also just such different games as RTSs, um, and completely changed what I wanted from an RTS. Um, or even Dawn of War. Like I didn't love Dawn of War three. Um, but Dawn of War two yeah. obviously is a game where Relic was like leaning into the idea of there being just like you're basically playing a hero based single play like basically what if MOBA characters very loot chase very loot chase very like Diablo with multiple characters and like <laughs> some tactical cover options if if you're playing the characters who don't who aren't just super space marines <laughs> um so yeah like I, coming from those where like they basically turn it into a micro fo focused act like tactical RPG almost, um, I, this doesn't sound like what I want from from one of these. And I also, like, the, the Air Billions always felt just kind of weird to me in terms of it's not weird. It it was playing on a sort of, like, post-apocalyptica that was interested in, like, ah, but with, with, with society fallen, now we've turned back to our baser instincts. But, but, but can we bring back civilization, us, the, the proud few who understand what society really is? It's like <laughs> when I watched the trailer for this, and it's just Immortan Joe, but in a suit, <laughs> like being like, I am your savior. I, I, I don't know that that game is going to, I mean, you can tell me, but like, I don't know that that game is going to tell me a story I'm particularly interested in either. You shrugged. I mean, clearly the guy sucks. Yeah, like, the yeah. game knows he sucks yeah. and is discussing that. But at the same time, I don't know how they're going. I don't know how they're going to resolve that tension. I talked about this a little bit in my write-up. Yeah. Uh, all the mechanics reinforce that theme. Yeah. So how are, you going to, how are you going to subvert or critique it uh, from within that game design? That seems like a tall order. The other thing is... Like, I'm sure there's a turn at some point in the game, 
But there's no way I'm going to get to that point. There's no way I'm going to continue <laughs> playing this campaign to get to the part where it's revealed this guy sucks and actually reestablishing uh, his empire, expanding his empire isn't the thing you should be doing. So like I, 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 I feel that that criticism and particularly in that uh, I don't know the whole like, Zombie motif has gotten weirder as well because it speaks to a certain apocalyptic worldview that is sort of alive, like vital in the world right now. That is sort of like alive and growing in power and influence in mm-hmm. the world. And so, like in terms of as a game design, I can still have fun with that stuff. But it is one of those things where you're looking at you know, barely concealed subtext. It's practically text about, you know, the world beyond the walls and the sort of like mindless horrors. They're trying to break in and get what you have. Uh, That is harder to enjoy uncritically. I think this game does like, it seems like its direction is going to be the people who really, push those messages are probably not worth worth trusting but the design is not going to get me to that point yeah yeah that's a bummer we should take a break and hopefully talk about games that were not as uh, you know defeated by and and depressed with their output in fact <laughs> i i actually Kato, uh you're playing um bloodstained which has gotten some like really yeah. positive responses which is not what i expected so maybe a happy a happy mm. Okay, well, maybe... (laughs) Fuck, goddammit. We'll be right back. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, we're back. Kato. Hi. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night? Yes. Curse of the Moon? No. Aria of Sorrow? Yeah, that one. Okay. <laughs> is it Ritual of the Night? It is Ritual. It's wait, ritual. wait, no, no. Ritual of the Night was the, was that the, yeah, Ritual of the Night. Ritual of the what Night. What was the one that, that was sense. the, like, retro one? Uh. Curse of the Moon. Okay. Curse of the Moon. The small that was the yeah right the eight bit one they mm-hmm. released yeah um yeah so bloodstained uh I had a lot of trouble at the very beginning of this game because it feels very much like those old Castlevanias right in so a way that, I mean I guess to set it up it yeah. is it is it is, it is a Koji Garashi led uh, yeah. uh Castlevania esque like Symphony of the Night esque yeah. or or like uh, Iga's. Um, Game Boy and DS I've heard releases. people who have more experience with those games than me say it's Symphony of the Night 2. Yeah, like, no, that's what it looks like, exactly. Um, and so the last game that was similar to this that I played was Hollow Knight. Okay. Right? So part of um, the opening hours, like part of the issue I've been having is just that it feels sluggish. Mm. You don't have any of the movement stuff yeah, that you will eventually that. unlock. Yeah, but it, even then, even yeah, even the way that Hollow in Hollow Knight you can move around that world and like bounce off things with the knife with the like mm-hmm. directional attacking even, right? Like this is not that. Yeah. And so it felt slow and kind of simple in a way that I was like okay, there has to be something more here. And there is. It like takes a little bit to get going, but you start to unlock these um magic attacks called shards uh that one of them is a directional attack um and it can be basically depending on what shard you have equipped it's a different magic spell and they're all kind of 
they've all been kind of pretty uh different one of them is like there's there's a couple summons you yeah, know yeah. there's a couple that are like very short range but do a lot of damage there's you, a couple that are like you basically have like five like equipment slots right right and the things that you put in there are those all things you get from enemies yes so that's so, the thing that's the thing that's like sort of uh Ari of sorrow which is one of Iga's right uh, Game Boy I you know, Ari yeah Ari of sorrow was the, was the a DS one was a GBA oh okay I think GBA because Damn. the the DS ones were um but bu- 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 uh there was a d and an s in it castlevania dusk of something no 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 <laughs> dawn of S- portrait of ruin but that one's not the one. a dawn of sorrow sorrow yes. okay, dawn yeah. of sorrow yeah, yeah. yes okay. dawn of sorrow was the sequel to aria right right okay. uh to aria of of sorrow um and in those the lead character was able to like kill enemies and then there's a random chance that they would drop like a thing that gave you a spell, basically. Right. Um, but in this, it seems like that's like a lot of your abilities yes. go to that. You have a bunch of different slots, right? Yeah, you have a bunch of different slots, and um, one of them is um, just going to be uh, like one one off attack. Right. Uh, one of them is directional, so you can use the right stick to point it in any direction. Uh, one of them is a passive, which is just going to upgrade some stat or another. The one I currently have is mm-hmm. um, like all swords that I use are better. Cool. Um, and, um, what is the, uh, there, there's another one called manipulative that I don't think I actually have unlocked yet. I've only played like three and a half hours. Okay. Still but I still nothing. haven't, I still haven't unlocked like every, like I have all the slots, like you can see them, but I don't have a shard for each, for each one. Right. Yet. Um, but, um, at first, uh, you only have like a handful of weapons and they all, it feels like they all attacks like slow in a way that doesn't feel interesting. Like, but a- as you move on, like after the first couple hours, you, you start to find um, better weapons. And you, I, I started to realize that um, there were certain things you could do. Like if you attack midair, just before you land, mm-hmm. you can throw out a second attack immediately okay. after. Like weird little, um, like animation cancellation tricks that uh, seem to be like purposeful, yeah. In a way, like yeah. they feel like th- this was designed this way so that like you would have ways of g- dealing more damage faster. Because otherwise, it 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 feels like every animation is just like very so slow. slow I mean, the, and, like kind of purposeful. A lot of people. I maybe not a lot of people, but some people, including me. Yeah. Uh, when Dark Souls blew up, one of the things I kept thinking about with Dark Souls, even before, even before um, uh, Bloodborne came out, was like to some degree those games felt like the extension of this era of Castlevania design, right. uh, including that style of like deliberate combat, where if you swung your fucking weapon, it took a while to recover. There's b- right. big recovery big frames. Big recovery frames. Um, and so that was like. Uh, a purposeful design decision that does feel so distinct from something like Hollow Knight, which is all about like quickness and agility and like yeah. quick decision making. Whereas this was like not that there isn't decision making in in these. You're games, making but... it quick, but then you're committed once yes. you once you hit that button. Yeah, exactly. Which is a thing that I'm having. Tr- I think I'm up to the first like I I would consider it probably a, a full on boss um, that I've had a lot of trouble with. Right. <laughs> um. Uh, because it's, um, I'm still getting used to the. I still want it. I still want it to be <laughs> um, Hollow Knight, where you can like, you know, bounce off people's heads and things yeah, like that. It's not and that. I'm like trying to untrain myself. Like jumping over them is not always going to work because the swing uh, they will move up sometimes yeah, like, or, or, or throw an axe yeah. or like whatever yeah um, totally it's just like being in the air is not as safe as it felt like in other in other games yeah, so yeah. but um i'm ha- i'm starting to like really get into it like i'm finding the 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 differences in the the different spells that you can equip uh more interesting than most of the weapons so far but yeah. also th- i've been finding more and more interesting weapons it just feels like it's doling out like the more interesting stuff a little bit slower than i would have had to like if like this was like a thing i tried at a friend's home right. i would have been like eh, it's not for me and like moved right. on but but now that you're ex- but, like i had it, it i've seen yeah. more of it like i think i'm i'm, I'm probably gonna see it through because it's starting to get really uh neat it's um the the art style has me like i 
like yeah. parts of it. Yeah, I'm parts of it look really you. weird. Yeah, it does. Uh, you know what? I'd rather it look weird than than just like yeah, it looks good. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But but it is really. I would have really preferred like a cool like looking at Cir- or Curse of the Moon. They're they pre. Oh, right, here's my problem. Castlevania yeah. Circle of the Moon was a Castlevania game. Right. Bloodstained Curse, Curse of the of Moon, the moon. <laughs> was the 2D run- one. I right. loved how that looked. That yeah. looked great. And I wouldn't like this. I-, I would love this to look more like Symphony of the Night or like that era of Castlevania sure. game. But like there is something there is something so strange about the the aesthetic of this game, and I don't. It's because it feels like there's it. like three different aesthetics. Yes. One of yes. them's for the enemies, one of them's for the backgrounds, and one of them's yes. for your character. In a way that's like not like, oh, they're trying to make the the the, the character pop. It's more like it feels like they were designed differently and are lit differently. Or they are absolutely right? like, feel like they are lit differently. I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching someone actually just go in and out of one room right now and and kill this one weird like lion knight enemy oh, over yeah. and over yeah, again one. because they're trying to grind out that magic spell from right, it. Right, right. Um, and everything in all of these places just looks completely different. Like, the characters have a very, like, 3D anime-inspired aesthetic. Yeah. Whereas the the spaces just feel like high-quality like high quality renders. Yeah. <laughs> dot com. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, Yeah, they're like, yeah, it's... And, and this is after an art pass. They is have it? like a video on their Steam page that's huh. like, look, we're making the art better. And like the background used to look muddier. It was even worse. So I like this of the two options, but um it was it's it's I'm getting over it. Yeah. But it it was definitely when I started it, I was like, this game doesn't look great. Why is everything yeah. weird? Like it, it yeah, it feels like it they could have done a better a better job at like not having to make a bunch of models if they had done it in two D and it would have looked better because it doesn't it hasn't come into play like it being three D right right hasn't come I've into play stuff. in a way that is has been particularly interesting. I've seen some stuff where they do like the angle of the camera changes as you move from one place to another, right. but like I don't care these none of these castles. The, the map is still anyway. two dimensional. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. like ultimately yeah, you're yeah, fine. Yeah. You're still going left and right. Totally. So. Totally. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, I'm. I'm. Wow, we're really just not killing it today in terms of games we're super excited about. Yeah. I feel like you know summer lol. That's a thing. That's a thing. Rob, can you save us with Steel Division Two, or are you also not thrilled with Steel Division Two? Uh, my feeling about that is complicated right now. Um, it's so Steel Division Two is interesting because they had labor issues throughout the production of this game. Uh, they had a strike last year, right, uh, at Union right. Systems, and then at the start of this year, multiple people multiple people were dismissed, uh, and union representatives, uh claimed that it was re- they were retaliatory firings. And I actually spoke to a couple people who were part of the labor action there. And it is funny to me. One, it was just entertaining sort of the naked contempt they have for the management at Eugen. Um, but it was also striking the degree to which they discussed how many people who were dismissed were involved with technical tasks. And one of the constant recurring friction points was sort of a disconnect between technical staff and then studio management and, you know, how reasonable certain ideas or requests are and what stand, like what will be required for successful implementation. And when I play this game, it sure feels like a lot of ideas that were sort of thrown in there in a jumble yeah, and they're exciting yeah. ideas, but the execution is like definitely a bit lacking. Uh, and in some places it's very lacking. This isn't entirely new. This has always been something with Eugen games. They've always been, uh, ever since they stopped being kind of a triple a RTS maker, uh, cause they made a game called ruse with, uh, Ubisoft yeah, ages yeah, yeah. ago. Years ago. Yeah. It was a great game. And so they showed they can operate at a really high level of like production quality, but those days are sort of long gone. And this game, by all counts, was kind of finished under a skeleton crew. Yeah. And uh, it sort of bears traces of that. It feels a lot more like an, an Eastern Front expansion to Steel Division 1 
rather than an entirely like cohesive new game. Um, that said, like there are things that does well with sort of evoking Eastern Front combat. Right. Uh, the campaign structure is something I'm digging into a lot more. They made some really odd decisions with that. It's a like the can. So what they tried to do here, Steel Division One had a linear campaign where you go through various missions. Uh, for different side for for like different units that were fighting in Normandy, here they tried a dynamic campaign where you're taking scenarios of uh, combat in 1944 on the Eastern Front, and you are moving sort of macro level units around. You're moving like uh, Soviet guards, tank regiments, and motorized infantry sure. divisions around. And depending on who's fighting where, you have different matches of forces in the tactical battles. Having played around with it a little bit, it's kind of cool, but it also feels nothing like the main game in ways that are interesting, but also kind of frustrating. So it's almost like your game knowledge from having played Steel Division 1 or playing multiplayer a lot doesn't translate to the campaign. The campaign functions very differently, which is both interesting, but also kind of exasperating because a bit like They Are Billions... There's parts of this game that are kind of meant to fit together in certain ways as an RTS game. And when you're playing scenarios that are all about, well, in this one, you've got tons of tanks and a lot of air support, but no recon infantry and, you know, issues like that. Parts of the game just stop functioning as well. And part Mm -hmm. of war game design is creating these odd kind of awkward... uh, mismatches where you kind of have to work around limitations in your force structure, but it does end up feeling like I don't fully know if this campaign is a good version of steel division is kind of, is kind of the weird thing. Um, I don't know. It's, I'm still working through my feelings about it. Uh, It's, a game that I think has been compromised in a lot of ways. And honestly, like to an extent, I feel <laughs> compromised by playing it, right? right Knowing that right. there are these labor issues in the background. I, when I spoke to people who were involved in the strike, I, I sort of asked, what would you prefer people do with a game like this? You know, do you want people not to buy it? Do you like, what's, what's your feeling what about that? Fun. Yeah. Go ahead. And their response was, yeah, fuck them. Don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Which is like, uh, which, which is actually distinct, I think, from a lot of that response that we got. We heard from people who were interviewed last year um, around some some labor issues and games in the States where there's was like, well, you know, in the end, it doesn't really help our situation if it doesn't if, if people don't. So, you know, I, I there is something very interesting about the cultural dis- uh, difference there. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know how much that is just cultural or also like they were sort of at pains to point out that in their view, this was one of the this was one of the friction points uh, mm. between the strikers and activists and Eugen management is that it was kind of a fuck you pay me situation yeah. where Eugen were kind of pleading poverty and oh, we couldn't possibly <laughs> afford to pay people uh, sort of the mandatory rates that people are owed under French employment law for positions like this. Um, and when they were pointed out that they appeared to be in breach a lot of, in, of a lot of these regulations, their response was to engage in like kind of really long fact finding missions about like very, very Captain Renault. Uh, you know, I'm shocked to find that people are not being paid in accordance with labor law type reactions. And we are going to research conditions at the studio uh, to get to the bottom of this. And one of the points of friction was that all rang pretty hollow to at least some of the strikers because the financials of the studio, as far as like getting people paid those amounts of money, were pretty good. Like their like their view was this is not a studio that is depending on Steel Division Two to uh, blow up to keep right. the lights They're on. They're looking for a, a smash hit here, just just to make right. they are. I'm sure they are looking for a smash hit here, but not to right exactly. They're not like up against the wall in that way financially. Yeah, so that was at least the position of some of the people who have uh, been dismissed from the studio or have left the studio uh, who. Their, you know, their their feeling is buying the game doesn't help workers who are still there. Uh, 
not buying it is probably not going to put people out of a job. And so, you know, their view was kind of the, uh, you know, the, the brothers who run the studio uh, and the rest of their management team don't really deserve to not be held to account uh, for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And so if people are like, if people are on the fence about this game over sort of the labor conditions in which it was made, um, you know, at least a few of the people who were dismissing all this would encourage you to listen to that feeling, yeah. uh, to by all means feel uneasy about it. You know, I feel like that is, uh, a conversation that we're going to be having more and more as organization continues to happen uh, across the globe in this, in this industry. Uh, and I'm just like happy that people are out there speaking their minds and being like, Hey, here is what we would like. Um, because we so rarely actually get that. What we normally get is yeah. like prepackaged and, and often kind of, uh, this often even comes from organizers because they feel like they have to play ball. Do you know what I mean? We've so rarely get the like salt of the earth, salt the earth like response because, <laughs> Because part of being in that organizational position is that, like, we have to play nice at least a little bit. Um, so I'm just curious. It's going to be so curious to see uh, what what the language starts to look like from different guilds and, and, and unions. Because, again, France is such a different situation than what we have in the States. Um, like, there are such stronger labor laws in place that, like, then give those sorts of guilds and unions uh, a certain – extra leverage to, to play with that are that it just like not on the table for for people in the states who are organizing right now so we'll see um pat uh, I said patrick patrick's not here at all <laughs> kato you you i was thinking of harry potter you know potter, so potter patrick harry i know potter. you played that i feel like we should talk about that on friday maybe give, okay. give it another couple days to sure. we, we got a story coming in on that game so we'll, right. we'll all be immersed in in the world of harry potter <laughs> wizards united yes Wizards United is a bad name. It's weird. I don't. I don't love it. So <laughs> great football club. Yeah, yeah that is exactly what it with sounds you. like. Yeah, with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so we'll be back on Friday to talk about that. We'll be back on Friday to talk about the Sinking City, which we actually have Danielle in the studio right now. So you may have heard her laughing moments ago. But we can't talk about the Sinking City today. Again, I did play some of the game that you played a bunch of. Yes. Uh, but we can't talk about it today. So we're going to record that for you to listen to on Friday. Uh, what else are we gonna have on Friday? What else? Is, what else is popping this week? I'll probably have played some more Judgment, so I'll be able to talk about that. Yeah, I'll have a shout out. You'll have a shout out for Friday for uh, Duck Season. Huh? Duck Season, the yes. VR, the previously VR game. Yeah. So we'll take a look at that, and then, um, and then we'll see what else there is. Also coming this week, our first, uh, or I guess our second, technically episode of Waypoints focused on Evangelion, oh, uh, yeah. which is now available on Netflix. You may have seen. Some opening salvos of discourse over the weekend, which we'll get into at least a little bit. Uh, we'll be recording that later this week. So if you have questions about only the first seven episodes of Ava, not anything after that, because this crew has not seen it except for me and Kato, right? Yeah. So don't send spoilers. I will. You'll be done. We'll be done with you. <laughs> like, for real. You'll never, we'll never see your words again. Bye. I'll make sure people see it that way. So yeah, and that'll be it. So if you have questions for those first seven episodes, you can send those into gamingadvice.com or if you have questions about video games, not about the sinking city. I mean, I guess you could write in questions about the sinking city, but we will not have seen it before we record this segment on the sinking city that is going to go into Friday's podcast. Yeah. Shout outs as always to Bowen flooding us. Use the track. Miss you off the EP Pale Machine. Shout outs as always to everyone uh, who's following our Twitter, twitter.com slash waypoint, facebook.com slash waypointvice. Uh, shout outs to Rob. You can find Rob on Twitter at Rob Zachnicato at A underscore Cotto underscore appears. Find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. We'll be back on Friday for more. I feel like I'm skipping something, but I'm not. Oh. Since you're here, Danielle, do you want to help us out? Uh, at Danielle or I. And also, see, I had to throw that. Yeah, out. no, please. Also, be good and be good at it. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay. Should do a clap. Can clap. Mm-hmm. Can clap when it's time. Mm-hmm. I gotta visit the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I must go to the time. The clapping place. Uh, yeah, you got any time? <laughs> All right, I'm there. All right, let's do let's do top of the minute. Okay. Felt good. Claps, claps, claps. All right, two forty-three, Kato. Yeah, okay. it's that thing. What is? It's sequential. Oh, That's it's, that good. It's sequential. It's not sequential. Yeah, it's, it's got all the numbers in there. Two, four, three. Yeah. Right? No, but three goes before four. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> I did this. That's the thing. I started there and then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. They're all all, it, all the numbers are there. It's just not in the right order. So, yeah, it doesn't. We'll have another two more from now. No, two more from now will be two four five. It's still not. No. <laughs> we gotta get to three four five for that to happen again. Yeah. Well, that ain't happening. I don't know about all that. That's a lot. <laughs> all right. 